Welcome everyone to Duluth, Minnesota. Merrimack Warrior Hockey back on the air. Our pregame show continues and uh, we chat with Merrimack head coach Mark Dennehy as the Warriors get set to open up a weekend series with the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. And Mark, if we could look back for a moment, a uh, 4-1 loss to Wisconsin on Saturday night. Uh, seemed like that one uh, sort of boiled down to like a 39 second span in that second period. Wisconsin with three goals uh, to break a tie. Yeah, you know, I look back on that game and, and there are no more victories, um, losses a loss you play the game to win it um, but you also have to be honest and go back and evaluate it and look at the game uh, we did way more positives than negatives there for sure uh, I came away from that uh, game uh, highly encouraged about our team and our our ability to to play against compete with and beat good teams across the country um, no doubt uh, there was a 39 second window there that, that we'd like to have back um, there are also a number of scoring chances I think we'd probably like to have back uh, I know Alfie had one uh, scenes but one under the bar um, you know, they, we've got to get back to, to um, one of the things I, I've talked to our guys about are situations. You know, giving up a goal f- first two minutes of a game against an opposing team uh, as a road team—that's what you want to do. As a home team, you've got to you know flip the script there. You want to get your fans into the game. So we're still making our, our way through some early season stuff, but um, I'm highly encouraged by by how hard we've played and uh, and how well we've played against some pretty good teams. Well, a couple of observations I thought stuck out, Mark. One of them was the play of Jared Colquist. I thought he was immense. He had a huge shot block there in the second period. Merrimack's down 4-1, to one, but he's out there giving his all, and uh, that shot block sort of uh, typified uh, what he was about in that game. Well, he, you know, he... he as one of our, our leaders, um, you can't lead unless you, you meet our standard. And, uh, you know, he leaves it on the ice every game, uh, you know. The score really doesn't matter till the end of the game. So whether it's four to one at that point, them or four to one us, uh, there's a play to be made, and you're expected to make it. And so yeah, it was a heck of a shot block, and um, you know we'd expect anybody on our team to do that to lay down in that situation. It just so happened to be Jared. Uh, another uh, observation, Mark, a uh, key performer I thought was Alfred Larson. He was solid all night. Uh, you put him on the face-offs against Trent Frederick, and he really won that battle all night long. Yeah, I thought that line was pretty good. I mean, they gave up the one goal, um, you know, which happened to be the fourth. Uh, you know, you'd like to see them stem the tide there, and it's definitely a goal that was, um, you know, we could have. If any, if any one of three guys had made a better play, it wouldn't have happened. Um, but beyond that, beyond that one shift, I thought they had the better chances most of the night. Uh, you're talking about playing against a uh, first-round draft pick in Frederick Yulansky's uh, a drafted player, and Wagner's probably one of their most um, potent returning scorers. So. I thought that they took it to them most of the night, uh, which is which is a positive for us because if that line can play against other teams' best lines, then then it allows us to play um, you know some of our more offensive lines, uh, maybe against weaker weaker competition. Well, uh, just to expand a little bit, Mark, on that line, uh, really an interesting combination. You got Babcock and Tibbet with Larson. Uh, that kind of gives you a good combo of size and strength. Uh, what, what were your takeaways? Uh, what are your takeaways on on that line as a whole? Yeah, you know, they they they've got a couple big guys on it. Uh, they've got a couple quick guys on it. Uh, they've got a guy that can kill faceoffs. Um, you know, uh, they they possess the puck pretty good uh, down low. Uh, obviously, Tibbs has blinding speed uh, coming down the wings. Babs uh, is is no slouch himself uh you know would like to see it starts with them being able to play against the other team's best lines which they showed they could on saturday um and then the next step is for them to be productive as well so um you know they're minus one on the night and that's not where you want to be so uh as well as they play they still kind of lost that battle so we've got to be cognizant of that and uh hopefully they're working to get better but um 
all in all, I thought they did a pretty good job. Mark, if I could, I'd like to get your thoughts on the power play. I'm wondering if you're seeing uh, positive signs there. The success rate, uh, not probably where you'd like it to be, but a lot of chances being generated, and uh, hopefully those chances are going to turn into goals. Yeah, you know, it, <laughs> we're three games in. There's been 16 power plays. Uh, it is as small a sample size as you're going to have. One of the things about the power play is, you know, uh, or statistics in general, uh, as Mark Twain has said, there's lies, damn lies, and statistics. So uh, I personally think that power play statistics are the worst uh, statistic in hockey. You could have a two-second power play or a two-minute power play. If you don't score, you're 0 for 1 in either. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think we're getting good looks. I think we're... We're creating opportunities that that we probably should have scored on, and will continue, and, and will score on in the future. Uh, to me, that's what it's about. It's about momentum swings. It's about uh, giving yourself chances uh, any time of the game. And and so far, we haven't had too many power plays where we haven't gotten a look. So uh, I think the goals will come. Uh, you know, we can't get distracted by that. It's it's an interesting stat in general because really you fail 80% of the time. A good power play fails 80% of the time. So if you can't handle failure, you don't belong on the power play to begin with. Well, Mark, last week we had Wisconsin. This uh, week we have Minnesota Duluth. First time Aramax playing uh, Duluth in 18 years. Uh, there's got to be a real feather in your cap to schedule a team like that. And uh, Duluth, we'll see more of them uh, down the road as well. So a Big Ten team, and then we'll we'll end up playing this year the two national championship finalists in, in Duluth and Denver, both in their barns. So, um, you know, pretty heavy workloads for, for this program. But, you know, I think we're ready for it. Uh, we've got an older team. I think it'll really prepare us for league play. Um, you know, I look at our, our, our schedule, non-conference, and then you add the Hockey East opponents. We may have one of the toughest schedules in, in all of college hockey. So um, I think that's great. I think it's a great thing. Um, and our guys are looking forward to playing tonight. Um, you know, I have a lot of respect for the staff. It's a, it's a storied program, uh, whether you're talking about Chico Resch or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Tony Esposito or, or Brett Hull. Um, you know, you've got some uh, uh, NHL Hall of Famers there. Um, it's a great venue, and they're a great opponent, so uh, be a good test for us. Lastly, Mark, we talked about Jared Colquist a moment ago, but this is a homecoming for him. He's uh, from Hermantown, right next door, going to get a chance to play in front of uh, some uh, home fans, so I, I imagine this has got to be a big thrill for him. Yeah, I would think so. You know, um, We've got actually a, a couple groups of parents coming down. It's close to Thunder Bay. I think the McKays are coming down. Uh, Cole McBride's dad. Uh, it's a 10-hour drive from Kindersley. So, um, you know, we, we try to get out west, uh, not just for um, to play good teams, which is a, a goal of ours for sure, but also to give some of our players who aren't from the Boston area uh, their parents an opportunity to, to come to a little closer venue. So um, it's great for not only Jared but also Lane and for Cole and, um, you know, There'll be some fan. There'll be some friendly people in the stands tonight, but my guess is they'll be vastly outnumbered by Duluth fans. So, um, should be a hostile crowd. Should be a great environment, and uh, really looking forward to it. Lastly, Mark, real quick before we let you go, maybe a quick key or two to tonight's game. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I talked to the team about. Um, Playing a good road game, you know, and, and it's you want to get the crowd out of it if you can get through those first five minutes. So you know, if each line has a good shift, that usually takes you to the 15-minute mark. Um, you know, we want to make sure that we're we're ready to go from the start, um, ready to play fast, ready to execute. Um, you know, you you got to want to have the puck. The best teams I've been a part of, all everybody that steps on the ice wants the puck. Uh, you want to take care of the puck, and then you want to be disciplined. Those are some of the things we talked about today, and I think those are, are some of the keys to to uh, giving us. That was a chance tonight. 
Mark, thanks for your time. Best of luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks, John. All right, he's Mark Dennehy, the head coach of the Merrimack Warriors men's hockey team. Mike Macknick and I will be back with more on the pregame show next. You're tuned in to Merrimack Warrior Hockey on the Merrimack Sports Network.